up, Cougar Nation? This is Tyler Batty. Tyler Batty again. Tyler Batty comes in the game and right off the edge, just a three-man rush. Welcome on into the Cougar Tracks podcast. I am your BYU insider, Mitch Harper, for KSLSports.com. It's your favorite Cougar Tracks episode of the week, the edition with BYU football captain and star defensive end, Tyler Batty. We're going to go over that TCU loss and look ahead to homecoming against the Texas Tech Red Raiders. So, Tyler, how you doing, man? Good, Mitch. How about yourself? Doing good. As I'm recording this, if it sounds a little different than our listeners are used to, I'm in Kansas City for Big 12 basketball media days, so we're doing this via Zoom. It feels like a lifetime ago since you made the Big 12 media day rounds, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, honestly. That was... uh... That was, a, that was a cool thing, but it does feel like it was a while ago. A lot has changed over this time. And as the Cougars obviously continue with their football season in this 2023 inaugural Big 12 campaign. Uh, so I'm glad that uh, glad to be chatting with you again, Tyler. Last week, I know it comes under tough circumstances, this, this conversation. TCU took down BYU 44 to 11. Where do you want to start with how to unpack this game? What's running through your mind about that game? Or is it uh, – how, how, what went wrong, basically? You know, honestly, I think um, I think we just didn't show up in a lot of ways, uh, you know, uh, to, to be frank. Um, trying to – you know, this is one of the games you look back on and you're like, what went wrong? And it seems like everything did. <laughs> honestly, yeah. it was just start to finish. I, I I honestly feel like we were we were reeling a little bit, um, and just never really got in our in our flow, um, which is really which is really tough uh, because when you when when you have a team, you know, as good as we do, and you know, some people may say otherwise, but honestly, I think I think we have a really um, talented football team I know we do uh and so it's really frustrating when you know what you're capable of and you just can't seem to make it happen um and so I think I think that's the biggest thing I think it was just uh just frustrating during the game as we were trying to get in a rhythm offensively defensively and we were just really struggling to do so Looking at that defensive performance, Tyler, was the defense surprised by how much TCU ended up passing the ball? Were you guys expecting Josh Hoover to run it more, kind of like Chandler Morris does in that offense? Yeah, honestly, we weren't we weren't necessarily expecting um, him to run it uh, the same way, right? I think he's a different. We knew he was a different quarterback with you know yeah. maybe some different skill sets, um, still mobile, right? Uh, but we expected them to run the ball more. I think definitely we uh, we anticipated them to just try to come out and establish the run game and, and keep the run game. Um, and uh, you know it was kind of kind of the opposite. They just came out and threw the ball and and he uh, you know he had a he had a phenomenal night um, throwing the ball. And uh, you know we we definitely struggled to. Um, break those passes up and and get to pressure on him. And, and so that was definitely a large part of the game. What about in the trenches? What was going on in there that 
caused the defensive line and the front seven in general to not generate much of a rush on Josh Hoover. Again, he did he did a great job of getting the ball out quick. Uh, it, was quick. Was, it was quick. It was. I got to give him credit. It yeah. was quick. There was there there was a play. It was he threw a forty something yard bomb, and he released it in a second and a half. And so mm. that is just like as as a DN, um, as a DN, that's kind of my worst nightmare. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I there's not much. You know, it's one thing if it's three step, and you know he's thrown it over the middle, and we're able to you know maybe get a hand on it, which we did on a couple balls. Uh, I think four or five um, in that game, we were able to get a hand on and disrupt. But but there was there was a play where where uh, he threw it, you know, a good forty yards on the dot outside shoulder of the receiver, and that ball wasn't even in his hands for more than a second and a half. He put so much air underneath it, um, and again, he just released it so quick. But it, I mean, it was it was it was a great throw, and so um, you know, a lot of, a lot of credit to them. And a lot of credit to Josh. I think, uh, yeah, again, he did a great job throwing the ball and getting it out quick. I, uh, I definitely don't think they wanted to hang on to the ball for long. You, you said he was averaging. Did you have like a stat that he was averaging a certain uh, number that you were going to throw out there before I cut it you was, off? It was a, it was about a second and a half mm. all night. Yeah, and and that's and that's, you know, to put that in perspective, it takes me about two seconds to get to the quarterback on on a good rush. I, I yeah. can, I can, you know, that's my goal is to be at the, be to the quarterback um, in two seconds, right? So that's one, two, and I'm, I'm more or less, you know, getting there. Um, it's always a lot easier, you know, and a lot of times sacks come when he pats the ball, right? Or he holds on to it. And that gives me maybe, you know, an extra 10th or two tenths or half a second. Um, you know, if I'm really battling with someone, two seconds is a two seconds getting to the quarterback again. That's my goal, and that's a, that's a clean rush. Um, you know, beating beating an offensive lineman on my first move, which again is is you know doesn't happen every time. Um, and again, two two seconds I w- I would say is you know fairly quick. Um, sure. You know, if, if you think about it, but yeah, to 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 get to a quarterback in a second and a half. Um, you just have you'd essentially have to you know come free uh with no with no blocker and and you know so that's yeah it makes it makes it really difficult on defenses to get home so i think that was you know i think that was a part of their game plan um and they executed it well tyler i i, I want to ask you this for for clarity because a little bit of people a few people on social media i don't know if it's gotten to your world where people have hit you up about this ESPN mic'd you up, and during the broadcast, they showed a clip where you were saying to Isaiah Banya, I thought it was turf. Any clarity you wish to provide on that? No, honestly, I uh, just from watching film, they had a really clean field. And yeah. so um, just on film, it just appeared to me that it was on – that it was a turf field. Um, and uh, – and and I I assumed I didn't you know I definitely could have checked on that, um, but it was I'm 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 actually yeah surprised kind of surprised they put that in there, it was more of just a you know kind of an offhanded comment, um, I don't I don't know how much of you know that they how much of 
you know, that conversation with him, they put in there or whatnot. But, uh, but yeah, I, I did, I did think the field was turf just from, you know, when you're watching, when you're watching tape, normally you can just tell whether uh, a field's turf or grass, um, by the way it looks on film. And, uh, and so when it's nice and clean and, and very, you know, just kind of orderly or rigid, you know, you just kind of assume it's turf. Yeah, no. And just for your purposes too, that, that was the only thing they showed with that, uh, Zay Banya exchange. They also showed uh, uh, some with Jackson Cravens, and uh, I believe it was John Nelson saying, talking about your pregame video. But it was it was just this one line that said, "I thought it was turf," and I thought there's not much context to that. So that's why I wanted to give you yeah. the opportunity to kind of clarify. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, honestly, um, yeah, I, and again, it's just one of those things. Again, I don't, I didn't slip during the game. It was a really really nice grass field, so I didn't have any problems with that. Um, yeah. At all, it was a it was a really it was a really really good playing surface, which is awesome. I'd much rather, you know, my personal preference, I'd much rather play on grass than turf. Well, I appreciate you you talking about that too because I think a lot of people looked at that clip and thought, oh no, the whole team thought this was a a grass or they thought it was turf and it's grass. It was just maybe just a uh, a misunderstanding it seems like and it, it you, you would say that it didn't impact your your play then no no not at all uh yeah I, I would not allude to the playing surface affecting how we played as a, a team um I think the other guys again knew it was I think you know probably the majority of guys knew it was it was grass um I just yeah yeah I what I saw what I saw on film and didn't think twice about it you know most of the time I'm you know, most of the time it's you know, it works out, but uh, Tyler, anyway, and honestly, too, the thing is, is I think I said it in a radio interview last last week, I was on the KSL Sports Zone, I believe. I even said turf, too, because you're right, that thing was crisp, man. It looked pretty good, so oh, yeah, uh, it, oh, yeah, it, it, it is what it is. And it was a yeah. and it was a great stadium, and it but it wasn't a great game. And I'm sure you guys are pretty fired up to bounce back and and you know, kind of get back on track. And Kalani even said after the game at M and G Carter stadium that you guys maybe a little bit of backs are against the wall. Do you feel like this team is in a spot where you guys can bounce back and, and get off that wall? Kind of like TCU did last week. Yeah, I, I definitely think we can. Again, I think it was, you know, and I, I it's, it's tricky to say, you know, it was this or that, or, you know, one specific thing why we didn't, you know, play, um, well, but at the end of the day, I know, I know the potential this team has. And I, you know, I, I know the guys we have on the roster. Um, I know what type of locker room culture we have. And so I'm super confident that, uh, that we can bounce back from this and, and continue to play at a high level the rest of the season. How's the morale of the team this week? You think? Good. Good. Uh, honestly, we had a we had a really good uh, practice today, um, and, and guys were, you know, getting in the, you know, getting in that rhythm, right? Um, just getting in that kind of that zone where where you where you play at a high level, compete at a high level, um, execute at a high level, and so uh, that was that was really good. That was really good to see today, and and I think we just have to keep that momentum building all the way till we kick Saturday. Looking ahead to Saturday, homecoming game, Texas Tech, 
your thoughts on the Red Raiders who, like TCU, might have a, a new freshman quarterback potentially starting for them. What do you make of this Texas Tech team? I think they're a really good team. Uh, again, I think I think all the teams in the you know in the Big Twelve are really good teams. I think we talked about this you know preseason um, that that's one of the strengths of the conference is things can go either way any week, any week, and I think we'll continue to see that. Um, but for us this week, I I feel very confident that this is a team um, that we can beat. I think I think that uh, you know we go out there and and again we execute, we fix the mistakes from last week. Um, again, they're they're a really good team. I think they're really well coached. I think they're disciplined, um, and and again I I think they, yeah, have the potential to to do some damage. So we've got to be ready for that. How helpful has it been, Tyler, to know that you are in a conference, and it's the Big Twelve. It's a power conference to keep you guys focused and engaged on the season and putting your best foot forward in these games. Oh yeah. It's, it's definitely a different feel. It's definitely a different feel, you know, as an independent, you know, it was, it was, it was different, right. Cause you know, at two, at two losses, you know, I was like, all right, you know, um, it was a little, it's a little trickier, right. To, yeah. to, to make it to, you know, uh, a New Year's Six or, you know, any any of those um, larger bowl games. Um, you know, it was it was a lot more challenging uh, in a conference like this. Again, you you never know how the next, you know, six games are going to play out um, as a conference. And so it's 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 a different feeling and it's really cool. And I think it does, you know, help the guys stay focused because it's like, hey, no, we're not. You know, it's not like we're down and out. Um, there's still a lot to play for. There's still a lot to play for. Texas Tech definitely poses their challenges. I mean, it's it's a unique offense. There, it's a lot of run and shoot. It's you know they they got the ability to be high powered. I, I'm curious too, Tyler. What how how much of a benefit though does it help to come back home where you guys have been good? Like BYU football has protected. Lavelle's house, as Kalani has talked about, do you feel like that can be a nice thing for you guys after a tough loss, get back home, and that can maybe give you a little bit of an extra boost going up against a tough team? Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally think so. Yeah, we definitely – we we take pride in, uh, you know, protecting Lavelle Edwards. And so I definitely think that can be a little extra motivation headed into this game. Um just to yeah, make sure that we secure that win on Saturday night. And homecoming, has that been any sort of distraction at all for you guys? Is it even a thing? Do we do you guys even know that homecoming's going on? Is that even a, a talking point at all in the locker room? Honestly, I had no clue it was homecoming. <laughs> That's good. Honestly, what it, I don't even know what they do during home. Like, yeah, uh, to be honest, I don't even know what goes on during homecoming. What's happening? <laughs> Uh, there's a parade. There's Big 12 is going to bring uh, some swimsuit Sports Illustrated models to talk with Re Relief Society president. No, that's a true story. I, I'm being serious. Wow. It's a, It'll be a cool event. It's a female empowerment uh, thing on Thursday. So that's going to be cool from the Big 12. There is going to be 
some DJ that's showing up. I think a local DJ, Ricky R- Ricky B- Barrera. I don't know if are you yeah, familiar with Ricky the DJ Barrera. scene? Yeah, he's gonna be <laughs> he's gonna be DJ since the high school days. Yeah, yeah, I've done so, it. So he's gonna be DJ before the game, and uh, so so there's a little bit extra kind of sizzle, I guess, in the in the build up to the game, but that's clearly out of sight, out of mind for the, for the locker room. I take it. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely say so. <laughs> well, Tyler, we'll wrap this one up. I, again, I appreciate you always hopping on. It's hey, look, it's it's tough in these moments when you know adversity hits, and you know to to fate to to talk to the media, and, and and so I appreciate you being on here and and doing your weekly check in. Uh, we'll, we'll cut this one a little bit short because of our busy schedules going on this week. So, good luck on Saturday night against. Texas Tech, and uh, we'll catch up again next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Mitch. Always a pleasure. That's Tyler Batty here on the Cougar Tracks podcast. I always support Tyler on any social media platform. Tyler kind of keeps low profile on social media, but still, go smack that follow button, support him, and watch Tyler in action this Saturday night against Texas Tech, and you can listen to the game on KSL News Radio. We'll be back next week here on the Cougar Tracks podcast, and it's always powered by KSL Sports.